beginning of the page, man Another man somebody who makes a vow from cooked foods, mevushal. So mutter bitzli, that's not cooked. That's that's a barbecue. That's a huge difference. You can't compare. Okay. It's roasted. That's not the same thing. Uv shaluk. And you're also permitted to eat shaluk. Shaluk, Ran here explains, even though normally when we use the word shaluk, we use the word to describe over, overcooked. Um, but I wouldn't fit into this context over here because we use the word right. over. No, no, it's cooked. It, no, so it means instead here undercooked, not overcooked. Normally, shaluk we, we take to mean something that you you boiled it you weigh more than be, more than the more than needed. Okay, but that wouldn't fit in because we call that boiled the same. So it must be undercooked, like just like parboiled. Okay, bushel below bushel. It's not quite. It's like uh, al dente. Okay. So that's what we're talking about. That's shaluk in this context. So all those are excluded because that's not mevushal. Now, Amar konim tavshil shanitom kind of makes a vow that he will not um, taste a tavshil. So also b'maisa kadeira rach, he is prohibited to have uh, a pot, potted food that's cooked in a pot that's soft, that's liquidy, or mutter bava. But if it's thick, then he could. So it's kind of what we're referring to here. It's like a porridge, um, like a you know hot cereal. I don't know if you, you know what I'm talking about, cream of wheat or something like that. And if it's thin, then runny, then that that's that's what's prohibited. If it's thick and more solid like, so that would be permitted. We'll see why. Okay, umutar bebeitza termuta over dlas harimutza, and it'll be allowed to have. The termutin eggs and uh, the gourds, harimutza gourds. Okay, now the termutin eggs are. Uh, Gemara explains fascinating, whatever how how they're made, but uh, never. All uh, right, we'll see. We'll see if you uh, if you if you're familiar with these things. Uh, basically, the Gemara coming up on Dafnon describes the termutin eggs. Basically, it's cooked a thousand times. Uh, you put it in hot water and then switch to cold, hot and cold. So you're constantly um, changing between hot and cold water, and uh, in the cooking, and a thousand times, okay. And it shrinks the eggs to like a tiny little egg. Anyway, it was a delicacy. Okay, but the point being is that's not what you meant when you said maizikadera. Okay, uh, whatever. And the dalasamruta will define also. Okay. A gourd. Okay. Anyway, those things are not uh, not what you meant. Okay, as a maisa kedera. Hanodar mi maisa kedera, and also elam maisa resechasa. It's only when it's uh, you know it's something that gets uh, like like hot, um, like like a sauce or something that would be called a maisa kedera. Okay. Um, if you say a little broader than that, the vow on things that go into the pot, that lest I eat it, anything that ever gets cooked there, it doesn't matter whether it's thin or thick, it's all going to be included. So the wording makes a lot of the difference over here. So that is the Mishnah. Now Tanya learned in the Baisa, Rabbi Yoshia Oser, he says, 
that uh, Tzli and Shaluk are also going to be prohibited. Mavushal is like a broad term to describe all cooked foods, basically. Um, I don't have a proof to that. I do have a hint that I'm right. Shenemer, uh, the Pesach says, Pesach, they cooked the Pesach in fire. Kamishpat, as is the law. Now, that's a Pesach, and uh, even though, as you know, you can't cook a Pesach in water, you have to roast it. But we're using the word Bishol to describe roasting over a fire. So, you see, it's like a generic term. So what's the machlok, as the Gemara wants to know, between Rav Yoshaya and the Mishnah? So perhaps this is the machlokas. The Rav Yoshaya Safar, Halachar Choloshan Torah, you go by the Torah's way of saying things. And the Torah says that Bishol and, uh, and Tzili are used interchangeably. And the Tanadilan Safar Binadarm, Halachar Choloshan Biniatam, you go by how people speak. Okay? So and 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 people use the distinction in terminology. If they meant bishul, they wouldn't say bishul. If they said bishul, they don't mean tzli. So the says, "Lo, that's not the case." All agree that in the term you go by the way people speak. Markas re or markas re, and it changes depending where you live. Okay, and be'asra de tana dilan, our tana's town. They wouldn't say the word tzli for mavoshel. He's bringing a pasuk. That's a smachtavam. That's not really a source. It's that's it's only like a support to this idea, meaning that you could find it interchangeable. So in other words, um, and really in modern English, you kind of would say it's like. I'm prohibiting myself from all cooked foods. Does he mean? So cook can mean the way you, we use the word cook can mean anything that's not raw. And, you know, put on the grill or, you know, on the barbecue would also be considered cooked, right? Um, and that, that's maybe coming from Northeast. Down here, you know, you would never say, I'm going to cook you up a steak. You never say that. It's like, what do you mean? Put it on the grill. It's, yeah. You never say it that way, right? Um, I think so, because it's a bigger deal. You understand? So we make a bigger distinction. So it really depends where you're from. Um, is the word cook like a generic term that's just as opposed to raw? Um, or is that how they use it, which is the translation, literal translation of the word mibusho? I mean, we would have a special, uh, specialized word in English, you know, boiled, right? To describe things that it's only that's made in water, but uh, cook is pretty broad, really. Um, but again, that's really so. That's really the answer. It, it actually is all dependent on where you're from, because the 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 general rule is that we go by how people speak and what do people mean when they say things. Okay. Which brings us to the next thing. Konim tafshil. We said a guy said konim tafshil a vow on cooked items. Sheni told him that I will eat them. Pami tafshil notar. So the question is, why would it be if it's thick be okay? He said he's not going to have a tafshil. Not going to have a cooked item. It's cooked. It, you have to cook it, right? A thick cereal is cooked. So Hai tana this tana tafshil Anything that you eat with bread. That's usually what we define as a cooked item. If it's something that you would take with bread. Ah, Vatanya, we looked at a price, I know the minute tafshil, also behold minute tafshil. 
the Vatanya is not a question, it's a support to that. Look at this price. Somebody made a vow from a tafshil. All manners of cooked items are included, are prohibited. Which is a type of gourd, okay? That's eaten by the sick people. Uh, what do they eat? Pita. They eat their bread with it. So it's quite clear that the definition of tafshil is things that are eaten with bread. That's basically the, how we look at... So if it's something that's eaten with bread, that's called a tafshil. Now, thin cereal, if it's like very runny, so then they would sometimes have a piece of bread together with it. But if it's thick cereal, um, you know, cream of wheat that's thick, so then you just have that straight as, as cereal. You don't have it with, uh, with bread. And that's the and therefore it's not called the tafshil because what we use the word tafshil is to describe something that would be typically eaten with bread. Okay, and is that so? We have a kasha on some, a side point that we mentioned. We said that gourds, it, soft gourds, is what ill people eat their bread with. Um, is that true? Vaha, Rabbi Yirmiyachalash, Rabbi Yirmiyah was sick. All the gabei and a doctor came to visit him, asiyot to heal him. Okay, and Chazal Kara the Machas Beis, and he saw the gourds in his house had pumpkins. Shavke Vinafik, and he wouldn't heal him. Amar Malach the Malach Moses Ledein Beveisei. This guy keeps the the uh, the angel of death in his house. Pana El Asar, and I'm here to come heal him. Meaning he's he has unhealthy foods. What I'm I'm wasting my time here. Why? Because pumpkin is unhealthy. It's interesting. Like uh, you know, it's like a. Uh, I don't know if there's something to it. We uh, how somehow we equate Halloween with uh, with uh, with pumpkins. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from. But it's saying that uh, that's it's what's the harvest done. season. Isn't it? It's the harvest season. I don't know what it is. But anyway, why? But uh, they make this just pumpkins, it's, or it could be anything like a. It's a gourd. No, it's squash. referring to a gourd. But whatever. It could but be a gourd. squash. Could be yeah, but it's yeah. the hard squashes. We'll see in a second. So anyway, the question is. Is that is that is that it's very unhealthy? So the Mar says, "Kasha, look, Kasha, ha berachichi, ha bashuni." You're right. Depends if you're making a squash soup that's you know soft, that's very healthy, and that's what the ill people are eating. But if it's a hard one, then indeed it's not. Um, that's where it's that's where it's problematic, um, and not healthy for you. Okay, Rava Bar Ula Amar Habakragufa. One is where you're eating the gourd itself, Habagabi Dakra, and the other one is where you're eating the inside. The inside's soft. The outside, the shell is very hard and it's it you can't really eat it and it can and it's harmful to the body. And that's the idea. Tamra Buddha Luliva Dikra Basilka and uh um the you know like having the uh, the inside of the gourd with beets and the liver the kidna bikutcha and eating uh the the flax with uh the dairy I don't know if you know what kutach is, that's like this dairy dip. Yeah, made out of spoiled milk and stuff. Whatever. Anyway. Like a yogurt. Uh, right, like a yogurt type of thing. Anyway, it's very good. You know, this is the best way to eat it. That's the but the in, the point being is the inside of the gourd is you know, eaten with beets is actually quite healthy for you. 
But don't tell the Amaretz this secret, okay? Um, what's wrong with telling it to the Amaretz? You, you may ask, like, why not? So uh, the, the Ran explains that the Amaretz um, will then not grow the flax properly for it, you know, that's where they make the linen and, you know, they're going to, if you tell them it's good for eating, then there won't be any left for the other uses. That's That was the idea. Flax seed is healthy. Flax seed is very healthy for you, right? Exactly. Rav Amar Mancholin, when we talk about the, the things that ill people eat, it's not really ill people. It's uh, That's the euphemism or expression to describe Rabin, Rabbanon, the rabbis. And that's why Rav Tamei, uh, one second, I just... Uh, um Rabbi We have separate prayers for the Kitsiri, which is the people who are sick. Valmari, the people who are ill, seemingly the same thing. What are they? Kiman, Kurabyosi, um um Kitsiri is Kitsiri Mamish, that's the regular sick people. And Mari is the Rabbanan. So Rabbanan are sickly. They're not sick, but they're sickly. The idea being is that uh, they, uh, there's, you know, when you're focused on Torah study, it weakens the body and you don't have the same strength and therefore uh, you'll see a lot of rabbis seemingly are quite frail um, and that's because the, the, the focus... They don't play basketball. They don't play basketball, exactly. <laughs> that's it. There you go. See that? Okay. Brings us to the next section. So, Mutar Ba'ava. So, we said the thick... Uh, porridge is uh, is permissible, like we said, because you don't eat that with bread. A thick cereal, you don't eat with bread, typically. Freg the Gemara, Masis is looking about bloy. This mission is not going like the people in, in Bavel. Why? Tamar Abzera Abzera, who, uh, interesting, you know, he came from Bavel, moved to Israel, and he made fun of the, of the, of the, of the style of eating that they have in Bavel. Okay, it's Babloi Tipshoi, you foolish Babylonians. The Akli Lachma Blachma. We have the, the, the you're eating bread with bread. Well, like you have a bread sandwich with bread in it, okay? Um, what kind of business? Okay, so that's the and that's like how they made fun of the uh, the, the Babylonians. Point being is even with their thick cereal, they're eating it with bread as well, which is basically bread product with bread product doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that was his idea. Okay, I'm Rab Khizda. Um, so if you can ask, so Rav Chista says, um, the people who are expert, who are foodies, basically, he's asking a foodie question. Uh, these people who are expert in Hutzal, and he wants to know what's the right way to eat cereal, they will, Daisa is really hot cereal. That's where they, they crack the wheat and cook it in, in water or whatever, milk, and they makes it into a, like a cream. Okay? So, what's the right way to eat it? If it's a wheat, cream of wheat, then you eat it with a wheat bread. And if it's barley, you eat it with barley bread. Or maybe it's the other way around. If it's wheat, it's with barley. Or if it's barley, it's with wheat. Meaning maybe he's supposed to switch it. So that's what he wanted to know. He didn't have an answer. Uh, but the point being is, Rav Chizda is eating his cereal with bread, which is uh, Babylonian custom. Okay. 
Um, next, Rava Achli Bechasisi. He ate it. Uh, he ate his uh, cereal um, with uh, toasted kernels of wheat. Okay, um, on top of it, right? And Rava by Rafuna Ashkele Rafuna. He met with Rafuna. So basically, he had it with granola. Okay, I don't know if you. That's really what. Toast, that's what it is. Um, okay, sounds good. Rabba Baravuna Ashkele Ravuna, the Ka'achal Daisabetz Basay. So Rabba Baravuna met up with Ravuna and he was eating his cereal with his, the hot cereal with his fingers. Okay, Amarle, Amai Ka'achal Marbi Adi, why are you eating with your hands? Amarle, Hachi Amarav, my Rav, our Rebbe told us, Daisabetz Basay Basay. Tastes best on the fingers. Okay, <laughs> that's the way it tastes best. The cold came with tartan. It tastes even better with two fingers. The cold came with tlas and three fingers. It's the best of them all. So Rav told his son should If somebody invites you, say, Come, I cooked up some hot cereal. So, Ad Parsa, travel as far as a Parsa to go there. It's like that's a meal worth traveling. Okay? To uh, even as far as a parsa, the mechel bisra detura. But if a guy invites you for a steak, add lost the parsa. Travel even three times. Okay, a good barbecue. A good barbecue is better than hot cereal. Hot cereal is pretty good. Not saying, but it ain't the same. But 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 uh, it's worth it to travel. Right. I think in U.S. they still serve hot cereal every morning. Uh, grits, you know. They do that. I don't know if they still do. Whatever. Okay, so it's worth it to get up out and have that for breakfast every morning. Okay. Um, Otis, Otis. Yeah, Otis? He used to make it. He used to make it, Otis, right. Um, yeah, okay. Um, um, ah, it's lots of parson. So, but if it's for a steak, up to three parcels. Amrle Rav Lechibrei. So Rav told his son Chia, Bechein Amrle Rav Huna Lerabba Brei. And others, Rav Huna said to Rabba his son, Whatever you eat, if it doesn't agree with you or if that you, you know you need to spit it out, you can't spit it out in front of your Rebbe. But these two things, if you have a piece of gourd that's not right, that's not cooked properly, or cereal that's like, you know, sometimes you have a clump that's not that's you know, not cooked, you know, like didn't get didn't get done right, um, that you gotta spit out. Even in front of your teacher, <coughs> it's like a piece of lead. Even before the king, you could spit it out. So it's not a machlokis. Listen to this story. They're eating out of the same bowl. This is what you have to understand. One used his finger. Talmud of his rabbi. Okay. So the other one used like a. Like a stick, like a, you know, a piece of what? Bark. A piece of bark, right? Like a spoon, basically. Okay? The one who was eating with the bark said to the one who was eating with his fingers, Your dirty fingers are sticking in, you know? Like, what are you doing? Okay? You keep feeding me your spit, because you're not wiping your... your uh, your spoon between bites, so there's, there's, there's uh, right, so that double dipping, right? At least I dry my hands in between after I put, you know, for the next time I put it in, so I'm better off than you. Okay. 
Um, they brought this blusvine, which is a type of fig that's very hard to digest. Um, and Rebuda Achel, Rebuda ate it, Rebshim Lachel, Rebshim wouldn't eat it. Amale Rebuda, my time Lachel, why not eat this food? Amale Rebshim, Elu, Ein Yotzim, Ibnim, I am Koliker. These things sit, sit in your stomach forever. It's not, it can't be good. Amale Rebuda, so Rebuda had the opposite view. Koshkin, Chenisbachale, and the Machar. It's good, good, that's good. Then we're not going to be hungry tomorrow. It's, you know, we have food left in for the next day. Okay, um, it's interesting. Rabbi Yudha, we'll see. He was uh, extremely poor. Okay, Rabbi Yudha have yasim kamei to Rabbi Tarfan. Rabbi Yudha would sit before Rabbi Tarfan. I'm Rabbi Tarfan. Look at your face; it's so shining today. I went out to the field. Your servant, meaning student, went out to the field yesterday. And we had beets. They brought us beets. And we ate the beets below Melach without salt. And we would be even shinier, our faces. The point being is that uh, beets are very good for you. Um, so this uh, this uh, this Roman noblewoman said to Rebuda, Mara Firavi, well, you're a teacher and you look you you look drunk, okay? You have a ruddy face. Um, you know, so it appeared to, that you're drinking and you're teaching you're paskening Shilas and you're drunk. I want you to, you could trust me on this. I, you know, like, I'm telling you the facts. The amount of wine that I have, I have wine only for Kiddush, for Abdullah, and for the four Kosos of Pesach. And I basically have to wrap my temples from Pesach till Shavuos. Um, from the suffering that I have for drinking the wine on, you know, over drinking wine on Pesach. Okay, I get major addicts from it. Wasn't used to it. Yeah, that's all the wine I ever have. So why do I have a nice ruddy face? The wisdom of man causes his face to shine. But it's not that. So a tzeduki, a Sadducee, said to Ravyuta, Panecha Doimin, your face is so ruddy, right? Either you make money, passive income, you're, you lend on interest, and, uh, and that's why you're just a happy man. You have no worries of parnasah. Or the people who raise pigs. Basically, you know, the pigs eat garbage and you sell them for a lot of money. Okay? It's, it's an easy life, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, you're, you're a happy man. As a Jew, both of these are completely prohibited to do. Um, so, Ella Esrim Varbab Bas Kibesa Kisi Isli Mimbesam Ad Beim Drasha. There happens to be uh, 24, um, uh, 24 bathrooms between my house and, and the base Medrash. And I give them all my business, meaning I make sure always to. Um, get clean my body out. And Did, didn't we hear that in Brachas? Well, yeah. What well, we had this somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah we had this. Yeah, this it comes up in a few places, right? Um, the Chol Shavish. Okay, so that's the story. 
Rabbi Yehuda Karazel Bim Judge when he would go to the house of study Shalkil Gulfal Kaspe, he would take a be, uh, 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 like a a jug on, on his shoulder uh, uh, on his shoulder. Um, this way I can sit on a chair I don't have to sit on the floor okay um, and he would take a basket same idea on the shoulder so by doing the work of bringing it to the house of study I get to sit on a chair okay um, she went out and she took some wool and of the glima and she made it into like a, a cloak, like a like a shawl. Okay, the uh, hutvi. Okay, that's uh, and she made basically a, a nice a nice shawl. Kadnafkas lushuka, and when she would go out to the market, mechsayabe, she would use it to wear as like a outer cloak. Kadnafik rebuta litzliyim, when he would go to daven, have a mechsayim matzli, he would go out and wearing it. So they shared the same cloak. You following? Okay. Um, he was very pleased with this clothing. Again, they were so, I don't know if you really get, get what's going on here. They were so poor that uh, the one coat was, had to suffice for the two of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. So one time, Shim Gamliel decreed a fast. And Rebuda didn't come to the place where they were praying. Uh, um, why didn't he go? Because his wife was out and he had no coat. Okay. Um, uh, uh, he doesn't have a coat, uh, uh, anything to wear. I can't, I can't walk out. So they sent him a coat, but he refused to accept it. I don't want any gifts. Uh, he picked up his mattress and Look how much money I have over here. But I don't want to get pleasure from this world. And miraculously, under his mattress, there was a ton of gold. Anyway, so that's the, that's basically the the story over here. Um, how so? He, either he was poor, but he he had miraculously gotten money. But the point being is he was intentionally poor. He didn't want he didn't want to get benefit from this world, only to the bare minimum. Anyway, we'll stop over here. Have a great...